Welcome to the Expedition to Try podcast, where I have no idea what I'm doing with my life, and I'm assuming a lot of you don't either, so let's try and figure it out together. I'm here starting a new series of the podcast. Uh, I'm here with Jerome, who is an artist I found on Instagram. I've been following him for a while, so I decided to bring him on. So I'm very interested to talk to you and learn a little bit more about your art. So Jerome, if you want to introduce yourself, say some of the basics about your life, where you're at with your life and whatever you want to start out with. Uh, yeah. So, um, you can follow me on Instagram. I'm under KJ arts. I think I changed my name. Yeah. KJ underscore arts. Um, I would say I started my artistic journey mostly in like traditional style using acrylic painting, pencil drawing, ink sketches. And then, um, I would say I'm kind of mostly self-taught now, but I've done a lot of, uh, digital art and moved into that kind of realm. I got, you know, Photoshop and um, a graphics tablet, which I use, and then started to play a bit more around with that. Um, so, yeah, and from that, I've done a few um, commissions here and there. I've done um, a little bit of kind of more graphic-based work. I've done um, a couple of logos and um, I think, yeah, I just like small commissions for friends and stuff at the moment. Um yeah, I only really started on Instagram probably a little bit later than probably most people. Um, just just didn't really, not really as, what's the word, not quite into like social media as much as other people, I guess, but then tried to, I thought, you know, I might as well. Um, but apart from that, yeah, I've tried to push it a little bit more recently, especially the pandemic, because before that I'd done like a lot of traveling and been to places like Australia and New Zealand and Austria. So, you know, it's kind of good to, when I can, like, focus on more, like, artistic endeavours, I guess. And then hopefully I'm going to try and push on with that. Um, like I said, I've done a few commissions. I do have um, I do have a couple of shops on, like, Society6 and Redbubble, which I've sold, like, a small amount of, like, prints and whatnot there. Not as much as I like, but... <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. But, yeah, I'd say that's generally where I'm at. And I'm still... I always find, like, with artists, like learning art and stuff there's still much more that you have you can learn and the good thing about Instagram is seeing other people's work up there and you know meeting other people and really trying to see what other people are doing with their art and then seeing what you know can drive you because I, I definitely think like I'm constantly growing in my styles and stuff I've done over the years as well so awesome so do you want to say a little about like where you're from and like what you're doing outside of art in terms of work or anything like that? Yeah, um, so uh, at the moment, I'm um, sorry, I'm based in the UK. I live in a town just outside of London. And um, I, yeah, I like, I would say secondary school in the UK, what you guys would call high school. And um, like through college and that, um, I studied art. And then from there, I did like little bits and bobs and then I decided to kind of travel so I went to a few countries and that kind of got me into more like hospitality so at the moment I'm kind of doing I'm, I'm working as a barman but you know in my free time I'm still trying to practice you know my art stuff and like digital art that I've been doing and just trying to get better at that and also just trying to build up um you know a slight Instagram following just to kind of get my work out there a bit more that's what I can really say, like, yeah. So it would be nice to kind of push on a bit more for that, really, at the moment. But yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> let's go all the way back to the beginning. <laughs> as far back as we can go, what is your first memory of any form of art? I think like just being back at primary school. Um, and it was just like you do art at school. And I remember having a bit of a knack for it. And, you know, some of the other kids in my class were like, oh, you got quite a good eye. And I remember um, <laughs> if, you're, if you're kind of good enough, like around the classroom, they'll put up your, your children's artwork. And, yeah. you know, mine was selected from, from some of the teachers. So I guess I was, you know, reasonably artistic then. And um, I don't know, it's always something that I like I've enjoyed um, doing, you know, yeah. artwork, I guess, painting, drawing. So throughout, like, elementary school and high school were you required to take art classes and things well it's always like one of those subjects that you do yeah. um so through like i suppose primary school what you guys call elementary school you know you'll do a variety of subjects but within that there's always like art and then secondary school i did it as like um a gcse um and then from there I, in college which might be a bit different to your college, we call like A-levels, I did art there. And I think mostly, I think that was the, when you get to the age, so you're probably about like 16, 17. I think they really kind of hone in more of the technical side of it, uh, more the expressive side. And I think you're kind of starting to see amongst your like friends and classmates, you know, I suppose more skill, more technicality and stuff. I think with most things through school, it's like, you know, we'll see what the children do and what kind of level they get up to. We'll teach them some fundamentals. And then, you know, when they're a bit older, you know, if they're interested, they'll take it on or not. So what's interesting, so in my personal experience in, I remember specifically in high school art, um, I was never a fan of deadlines for projects. So the teacher would always be like, you got to finish this by the end of the month. And I'd be like, how can you, how can you rush me painting? Like I always enjoyed doing art except for the deadlines. Did you have any experience like that in more secondary school or even primary school? I think in secondary school, as you do as a subject, you will have like certain deadlines or we call like coursework. So you have to finish the projects and that and I'll be honest, I'm quite bad at procrastinating and I just used to leave certain things the last minute and kind of panicking. Um, but yeah, and then we had like, we did have some time pieces, say for examination for our GCSEs when it came to art. I think it was like you had like maybe a couple of hours or maybe four, four hours or so to actually complete like one piece. So you kind of do some background work towards it and then you're like, this is going to be my examination piece. And then I'm just going to work that four hours on it while you're, you're in, in school. Um, and then I also remember like at college level. Um, so for the A level, so about like 17 years old. Um, we, yeah, so we had to do like coursework. And I just remember there, <laughs> like I left a little bit of work late because I went on like a family holiday at the time. So I didn't have much time. And my teacher just looked at me and goes, Look, you haven't put this much work in your sketchbook like what's going on you continue at this rate you'll just get like a c grade and i was like oh geez so then i had to really like knuckle down and then for the final piece of that which was timed um 
like I thought I was done with it I was quite happy with the piece and he's like no you can build it up you can go into more and then he made me like stay behind and like do some more work but <laughs> like at the end of it I got I got an A I got like the top mark um the grade for my level up but I think that was probably the best environment because our teacher was also like a um practice start himself and we had a lot of uh, talented people in that class and the college that I went to was like one of the was quite well known in the area that I live in so you know they kind of pushed you they certainly had a, a bit of a reputation when it came to their art and so um yeah our teacher pushed us and you know looking back and it I was a bit annoyed because I thought I was quite happy with my final piece the test piece and he was like no you got to build it up and obviously looking back on it now I understand more what he was trying to get at and what he was saying and like I'm saying, that's what I quite like doing generally when it comes to, and I, I can't advise anyone who does art, is always kind of go back to your old pieces and you'll start seeing like mistakes of what you could improve on or like what you can go back on. And it's always good to like review your own work, you know, because then you can see how far you've come at the same time as well. So there's always like sometimes, and I've seen people on Instagram do it where they try and redraw their old art that they did like, yeah. you know, four or five years ago. And it's, it's quite good, like, you know, and even I think the good thing on Instagram is somewhere where I put all my work. So it's quite good to see, like, my earliest pieces. So I, I went back. I've got a lot of posts on Instagram, if anyone wants to check it out. And it's got, like, my, it has got, I think the first piece on there is from secondary school. I just got to upload all of it just to see what kind of feedback. And then I've got the college work where it's more like acrylic painting. I did some painting based on Monet. Yeah. And then um, just going up to recently, I oh, it was quite good. I did that Inktober thing. And so I did it in 2019 and I did it more recently in 2020. And even just seeing the development, you know, between those two things, which was quite good to see. So, I, yeah, it's always good to kind of push yourself and review your work. I think that's a, always a good thing to do. Kind of see where, where you've come from, you know, and appreciate that kind of learning curve that you've done to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. So what was the process of you falling into, like, the style and the media that you currently are doing you said you were kind of into like the digital art now and stuff so how did you get to the point where you're at now would you say um I think from the technical side so um what's weird is I yeah so in terms of like I, I did actually go to university but I, I did something completely different I did um I did interior design interior architecture and it wasn't quite artistically based and looking back on it, I probably would have done something more like illustration or or graphic design. But I think it's always quite hard to kind of choose something when you're that age, when you're like eight, we're about 18 in the UK, 19, and you got to decide what you're going to do for a degree. And I was like, I just want to do something artistic. So I was applying for, I applied for graphic design, product design, architecture, car design. I was like, still, I knew I wanted to do something creative. Um but going from that course, we did a, a little bit about based on Photoshop and we started doing more technical things with like CAD and also like Archicad. So these are like drawn floor plans. And I, when I did a placement work placement, I worked in an office in which we were doing, creating floor plans on the computer. And um, I think it was that aspect of drawing on a computer, even though they're just lines and floor plans and that. And then I was like, all right, maybe there's, I can play about with this more you know let's let's see what there is and I think yeah once I started to play about Photoshop and I think at that time I kind of started to notice more people using digital art I think now it's really quite big um but like 
when I when I was a little bit younger, it didn't seem as prominent. Um, but I think now it is. And I think one of the main draws is how kind of flexible it is. Like when I learned like acrylic, we did acrylic because it's quicker than oil painting. It still takes a while to dry, but not as long. But it still takes a while. You still got to be slightly patient with it, you know. And I think the draw with digital is how quick it can be. And then once you have done that, you can make multiple pieces. You can print them off and stuff. You can start doing other work. Like I said, I've done like logo work and stuff for, for people for commissions. And that's kind of like helps, you know, because they can recreate that piece many times. As opposed if I just did a one-off, it's very hard to kind of recreate that. So I think that's what's drawn me to the digital media. It's the kind of flexibility and the freedom and how easy it is to kind of do. But I do still like to paint and mostly draw. Like, if you, even if you go through some of my Instagram posts, there is still some, like, pen and ink. And I still have that, like, uh, I still like doing the kind of ink in it. Like, a little bit of watercolour. But me personally, yeah, that's kind of what I've kind of branched out into. So do you use, like, uh, an iPad for your digital art? Or do you do it all on the computer and Photoshop and things? Um, so I do. I use Photoshop uh, most of the time. And I'll just show you. So I've got um, a graphics tablet here, which oh, okay. I've had for a few years now. Um, so I mostly just use that and then just, like, paint. Um, and then I might use a few more, like, technical tools, like the pen tool and stuff. I don't know if you've used Photoshop, because I saw you do a bit of watercolor and more traditional means um but yeah you know i've kind of got more into that i mean it, and it's quite tough to kind of learn at the start but i think once you kind of nail it down and i you know you'll get used to it and you'll grow and i think the benefit of today is like there's so many videos on youtube where you can see other artists do things like that i remember buying a few like magazines and books to kind of you know that was saying like photoshop the basics and like digital illustration and yeah, you, you can learn a lot today. I think the resources are out there. And I, like I said, you know, I feel like when I was at school, it was only really kind of taking off and there wasn't that influence really about, you know, and even like YouTube was about, but it wasn't quite as big as it is now. <laughs> like yeah. you couldn't find videos of how to do this and that. And I think with, you know, a lot of people now there's, there's more chance to learn you know it's definitely a, a tool to utilize so yeah uh so with your art do you have any inspirations either people or just like things throughout the world that just inspire you to draw or paint or work on photoshop or do anything creative yeah i mean i would say like obviously you study art at school and stuff and you learn some of the big artists like Monet or Da Vinci or Picasso and I think for me like I the good thing is like when we did uh, my A-level like I was saying earlier we had to study an artist we had to do an art study along with other artists I hadn't heard of that my art teachers had so you learn from some of the masters and that, and I really was drawn to like Monet and, and Impressionism because of the light and the colour and the, the shades kind of atmosphere it creates so I did a whole whole study on that and then from that um I kind of was like drawn to quite like a little bit of abstract but also quite like graphic imaging I've also had an interest in like like graphics as well like I was saying I've done a bit of like logo design and also like topography and stuff so I'm also quite enjoyed by that I also like to travel as well 
um, like I've said, I've been to like Australia and New Zealand. I'm not been to the States yet, so I do apologise for that. I do want to get round to it at some point. Um, <laughs> but I, I naturally like um, like natural landscapes, especially mountains. Um, I'm a keen snowboarder as well, so I do quite like being out in the snow <laughs> and yeah, being around by like you know big mountains and beaches and scenery so a lot of the stuff I did um was landscapes and it kind of still is and animals um I did a recent series like you can see my Instagram birds so I quite like animals and birds and stuff like that and but I've never really been too good at people so that's something I'm trying to learn at the moment and what I really kind of want to push on but I feel like that's the thing you you always there's certain things you're drawn to but it's always good to kind of like learn other techniques and that but I would say I find, mostly find my inspiration from like the natural world, uh, like landscapes, like for saying, or like, you know, animals. I quite like um, some anime and stuff. So I do quite like the characters that are drawn and a little bit to that style as well. Um, and in terms of like, yeah, on Instagram, I found quite a lot of people that I've like, started following and stuff. Um, what I quite liked about it is like finding a different like array of artists, like I found found you Bryce and like like I would say smaller artists and I was only starting at the time so it's quite good to kind of find other people you know that are kind of similar level of followers that you that you are and then also like other ones that are quite big um so like I'm just looking at my Instagram now so I quite like is it lowish I think quite a few people I don't know if you've heard of her uh, I've got like Mona Finden these are quite big names um there's a guy called Sam does art. He's quite popular. Oh, yeah. Um, so I've done like a bit of character design, um, which, yeah. And then there's, um, I don't really, yeah, it's quite a few. I, I just quite like the array of artists on there. And I think also like seeing those kind of more digital artists as well. Because I think when you're at school, you only learn about, very famous artists that mostly yeah. painted in oils or watercolors and stuff like that. So it's nice to see a lot of artists now that are on mourns with digital media and digital art. But yeah, it's it's such a good place, and there's probably loads of people that I'm still yet to discover. Anyhow, <laughs> so yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of artists out there. That's what I found. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's a lot to compete with, but also a lot to uh, learn from. I would say. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so a big thing I think about with my art is every time I'm painting or drawing something, I always see all the little mistakes in it. And then when you show other people, they never see any of that stuff. So do you personally make a lot of mistakes in your artwork? And if so, how, how do you deal with making those mistakes? What do you, what's your process through that? I never make mistakes. <laughs> no, I wish that was the case. Um, no, I think I think it's natural. I think you know, uh, was it Bob Ross or something? Is talking about happy little accidents. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. not a mistake. It's a happy accident. I think that's true. I think art is a journey, and yeah, I found like many mistakes and stuff. Like I did, um, I, <laughs> it's so I did like a, a map series. I don't know if you can kind of see behind me. It's this kind of map I, I did. And that was all done on Photoshop. It's one of the first things I did, but it was the very first time I did it. It was for um, a present for my sister who lives in Australia. So I did a map of Sydney and um, 
I had to, I used a mouse because at that time I didn't have a graphics tablet. I was still trying to get to grips of it. And it looked all right at the kind of time and it was passable. But then like, as I did a few of them, I found quicker ways to work out. I ended up getting a graphics tablet. I found different shortcuts and I realized I could have done that process easier and better. And then if you, I think I ended up redoing that math again just the way that I found was more efficient. And then like one of the latest ones I did, which was like Paris, I, you know, it was, looked so much better and cleaner. So I think sometimes the weird thing, like you're probably saying what other people can't mistake, is sometimes it's that like beginner's eye, like it, unless you know about it, you think, oh, it looks nice, it looks pretty, but you can't quite see the mistakes because you don't know about that technical aspect. Yeah. But then once you, um, once you get a bit more skilled, it's like a good example would be like anatomy. Like that's something that's quite hard to get right, right? <laughs> so people will draw a face and they might look, might think it looks good. And to their friends who aren't that, you know, well, they go, oh yeah, it looks, you know, it looks good. But until someone, you know, once you learn maybe more about the, the facial structures or the eyes or whatnot, you'll realize, no, that doesn't look right. Or the proportions are wrong. But it's very hard to kind of see that. I mean, sometimes you make mistakes because you don't know any better. And I think it's all right to make those mistakes. But then obviously to learn from them and see later, yeah, that doesn't look quite right. What went wrong? <laughs> and it's like I was saying, that's why it's good to go back to old art pieces because you look at it and you're like, all right. And I, I find myself going through my sketchbook and sometimes there'd be like a, a, a quick sketch I did a while back. And then I go back like, you know, a few weeks later and, um, I'll redraw over it because I realised, oh no, that wasn't right or that was that was wrong. So yeah, I think what you're saying is, yeah, you can probably see mistakes and you you know your friends and that might not see it because they they haven't got that, they're not maybe artistic or they don't notice it. But then also I feel like as an artist, sometimes you're never quite happy with what you do or you're always thinking, oh, how could I do that better and. And it's amazing how much you can change. Like when I did Inktober, in which you do like a, a drawing every day for October, as like on the my my images for the first and second and third might not be that good, and then by the end of the month, and then like I'm going to go back and it's like, yeah, I could have done that better. <laughs> like, so I think it's only natural. I think as like you know, you're never really gonna know. You might not know it's a mistake, and other times you just don't know how to kind of get over that hurdle unless you learn it and then you're like all right and it's also the whole kind of thing of like flipping the canvas is like you get so used to it and like you'll do that piece and then you know when you you know give it a week or a day or two later and you go back to it and you're like oh I'm not too sure about that detail that doesn't look right and I'm sure you've had that like you'll go back and see your work even like a day or two after and it might not be quite the same as you envisioned it and whatnot yeah <laughs> Which is probably why it takes so long for people to paint. When I look at these like old masters, they spent like years painting something or several yeah. months, probably because they kept going back to it. And I think sometimes you got to allow time to like see the errors and change things. You know, yeah, so, <laughs> it's a natural thing, man. Like, yeah, the the big thing. So one of my uh, dad's friends is actually teaching me watercolor. That's why I started getting into it. I had always yeah. been interested. Uh, but I'd never tried because it seemed very difficult. So he started teaching me um, and he's, what he does is we put it like our painting on a, a cardboard board 
so yeah. that it's like easy to move around and stuff. So I'll be painting and I get really up close and like really detailed and stuff, yeah. which I'm trying to break out of that habit. And I'm like, oh, it doesn't look good. And he goes, give me your board. And he'll like steal the board from me and he'll like hold <laughs> it up. And I'm like, oh shit, that looks way better than it does when I'm like looking at it right here. Yeah. <laughs> so that's been a big thing. And like, he's, he showed me like, sometimes you just got to flip it upside down and like, does it look kind of weird? And I've done that and it's like looked just off and I've been like, oh, I know what I have to do. So like there's, uh, and like just stepping back, like when you start to get mad or like too nitpicky with your painting or drawing, whatever, taking a step back and just like looking at it or just walking away completely and coming back has always been a good, <laughs> a helpful strategy I've found. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm totally agree with you. And I think going back to like, when I went to school, I think our teacher would often say like, just step back from your piece. Because like you're saying, you're so focused on the detail and you know, it might look good up close, but then it might look terrible away or vice versa. So it's, it's always good to see the whole picture sometimes. And I think, I think there is actually some kind of mental thing where they mention like your, your brain gets so used to seeing that image and kind of gets comfortable with it that, you know, it's good to kind of flip the canvas because then it, it has to adjust. And like, I mean, I've set one of my quick keys on my actual tablet just to flip the canvas every so often. <laughs> so I just press a button and it switches. Um, so it's always good. And another thing that I actually started to implement as well is, and I I saw from other YouTube people, um, is to um, go, if I'm working on colour and stuff, because I, I don't really tend to do grayscale as much. I go kind of straight into colour and I, I work with that because I, I do like working with a lot of colour. Is... Um, kind of just monochromatic so making it black and white and then you can see tonal differences and sometimes you'll see all right it's not dynamic enough and so that's another thing to do is to go from color to like basically black and white and then to see the image like that and see all right that shading could be a bit darker or that lighting could be a bit lighter or that those colors merge a bit too much you know they need a bit of the shapes need to be defined more so i find that another tool as well splitting the canvas it's the kind of, if you like working in colour in that, you know. And I suppose, like you were saying, in watercolour, what you could do maybe is just take a picture on your phone or whatever and then, like, desaturize it and see how it works, the piece works. And so it's always, like, helpful things you can do. But it's always good to kind of, yeah, um, just take a, like you're saying, take a step back from your work and then, like, go back to it. What would you say are some of your short-term goals? So, like what would you like to see <coughs> yourself uh, have accomplished in say the next year? Um, I think for me personally, like I said, I've, I've been so used to um, drawing landscapes originally and more kind of graphic imaging, simple imaging. I wanted to, I've always shied away from drawing people. So I, I did actually go on Amazon and buy an, an anatomy book and try and watch a few bases of, uh, videos on how to draw faces and hands and stuff so I kind of want to draw or at least kind of be a bit more stylistic with faces and for some reason as well on Instagram faces seem to be very popular <laughs> so I'm like uh, I would like to uh, I would like to get um, a bit more followers but I think that's only just to kind of get my work out there because I wanted to um, like I said I've got a uh, a thing on um, Society6 and Redbubble, which are very small things, and I haven't really touched them much lately. Um, 
I've only sold like a few prints here and there, but I would like to reopen something maybe on Etsy and actually sell some more prints. So I'd like to kind of open up my shop and focus a bit more on that so I can kind of at least get a little bit of money out that way. And just to kind of get my word out there. But mostly it's just always to improve and to learn, honestly. Um, and I actually like to do more of this kind of thing. I, I feel like I've only like briefly chatted to people on Instagram a bit. And I think one of the good things is when I was at, like I was saying, when I was doing my A-levels, we had a really good group of talented people. And we were really friendly with each other at the time. You know, because you were in that bubble and we had like a big kind of um, showing at the end of it. So we had like a little gallery where parents and people could go in and like, you know, people were showcasing their work. And it was a really good environment. And I feel like you can really kind of learn of other people. I think that's the only thing that I found a bit hard is kind of just doing certain things on my own and not really being in that same kind of social and artistic environment that I was at like school or college. So it really would be I, I like I'm hoping to actually like meet more people like yourself Bryce and like other artists especially ones that are located in London or in England and like I was saying you know with the whole pandemic and stuff like people haven't really been able to travel and things are only really opening up back here in the UK so once things kind of open a bit more I'll be able to actually try and see if I could arrange and actually meet people in person because for me personally I do a few things on like Facebook or digitally, but like I said, I've, I've traveled a fair bit and I'm so used to just meeting up people face to face or meeting people in hostels or in the workplace. So this is not always my like natural environment. You know, I'd rather just have a beer with someone and talk in person. <laughs> so, I mean, that's more me really. Um, so it'd be nice to do that with other artists and find more people out there really and see how they're doing their stuff, you know, and just to kind of get advice and tips and, It'd be nice to help other people as well. I mean, I kind of want, not only do I want to improve myself, but I want to improve so I could like kind of help other people as well, you know, and give them like, like even doing this, like just, it'd be good to kind of have that knowledge to kind of share it really. And I, I feel like that's the same kind of process. Like I said earlier, like I'm a keen snowboarder. I did a couple of seasons and I did one season in Austria and Europe. And I was a beginner and I, I was totally bad. And it was a whole case of like falling over a lot. And after the, there for about five months, I got good at it. And then when I did a second season in New Zealand, I was able to, there was a lot of beginners there that were going through. And I remember going through the process of falling on my ass. And I was always there to kind of give them some tips and help them out. And, you know, I spend a good day or two, like just with one person, like just a mate, just to help them up and see if they can get some of the basics done. And I think once you're in that position of knowing what you're, you're able to do, then you can kind of share that knowledge. And I think that's important as well. So it's always important to obviously, uh, you know, improve on yourself, but then have that ability and that understanding to maybe pass that knowledge on. And I think that makes you understand the subject better as well. Um, yeah, like I was saying, there's so much stuff on YouTube and, and I, there's, this, uh, there's a couple of good people. I think one, there's a guy called Mark Brunette. I don't know if you've heard of him or not. I don't think so, no. And uh, maybe I should send you a link to a couple of these after. <laughs> yeah, sure. And, um, he's, he's, um, I think he's based in like, he's French-Canadian, but he's also like, he'll put up like free YouTube videos and he's an art teacher as well. And like he was, you know, he's got so many useful tips and he was kind of saying like, you know, once you know 
are you knowledgeable to know teach that and then you know you know you're at a good level because it's one thing to know but if you're able to teach it it makes you have a better understanding of it so you know it's always good and that's what i'm saying if you follow a few good um you know youtubers once you find one or two um you know a lot of people they're doing well and i they always they want to pass that down as well which i think is another good thing about social media and instagram like there's some people i found on there on instagram on youtube that are more than willing to kind of help other people you know when they come or leave certain tips i know i've got um a book on um lois she's quite famous she's a dutch digital artist and not i purchased her book on my amazon or whatever and it's like tips of her breakdown of her process and how she builds it up and a lot of these people have that so i think that's another good thing about the art community is that people are willing to kind of help others in it and to kind of share their experience you know and it's always good to learn like you were saying that you were learning watercolor of someone and they're more than willing to kind of i assume they're quite competent watercolor artist and <laughs> yeah. they know their stuff so they're willing to kind of help others which i think is also always a good you know good thing so then more long-term, uh, which can be however far away you want, but where would you like to see yourself and feel like you either like have gotten to a point where you're successful or just like more happy with where you're at? Like where, where would you be and <laughs> how are you going to get there, I guess? <laughs> I think like I was saying, like just seeing some of the people that I have on like Instagram that are able to, there's one or two that get a following and they're able to kind of maybe produce a book or to um, at least like have their kind of work out there or their influence. I think I would like to be in a position in which I guess, you know, people are happy to kind of put some of my artwork out there. I think I'd be happy if you know, I was able to get, you know, some commissions, especially ones that would make me, allow me to travel a little bit, you know. Um, I think also what made me happy is, I don't know, when I feel like I'm in a, com like a comfortable zone in terms of, like, I feel my art's a good quality. I mean, some of the pieces I'm kind of, you know, I'm happy with and then others I'm always not quite sure. So it'd be nice to always feel, you know, at a level in which, I'm kind of happy to put my artwork out there, but be maybe a little bit proud of it there and not too like embarrassed. I think sometimes as an artist, we're always a bit shy or a bit like insecure about putting our work out there. Is it going to get reception or not? Or if people say it's good, you know, are they being like too nice? Are they being honest? And I think it's nice to kind of be at a level in which you kind of, you are happy with it and you are kind of getting some kind of recognition for it. So yeah, I mean, it'd be nice just to have, um, to be, I think, reasonably, um, I suppose, well-known. But I think it's more of a personal goal, like, rather than successful, just being at a level that I, I, I'm happy myself with, I think, um, long-term. And if it, like, my work found its way into certain, like, it's, some small publications, I'd just be happy with that, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, since... You are a smaller account at this point mm. in your art career. Uh, what kind of advantages do you feel like you have not having thousands or millions of people looking at your art? 
do you feel like you do have an advantage over someone who does have all those followers? I don't know about, I think there's definitely advantages to having more followers mm -hmm. for sure in terms of like your names out there and then you're able to kind of sell more of your work and uh, you have more of that recognition. But I think in terms of, um, I think in terms of a smaller following that I have at the moment, at least it's just good to kind of know that there are people there and most of the people, I mean, what I kind of notice as well, like seeing certain people that do follow you quite often, you know, or I leave a comment or there's like a small color kind of following, which I quite like because it feels a bit more personal. I feel if you had high numbers, some names get lost in the crowd or you probably get hassled a bit or, you know, you get your ass stolen in terms <laughs> of people like trying to pass it off as their own. So I think with that comes up issues, like stuff that I don't really have to worry about, you know. Um, so I think that's good. I think when I kind of see some comments, it kind of feels a bit more because <laughs> as you probably know, when you have a small count, it works probably hard to find. <laughs> so when, when people do find it, I think you're more grateful. And when people leave a comment, I think it means a bit more, you know, because I, I don't know what it's like to have a thousand comments or so on your piece of work. But after a while, I think the comments kind of get lost. But when you have a small following or a small group, at least you can kind of follow those more. They're a bit more personal, you know, you're able to kind of keep track on them. And, I, you know, so I guess that's the only kind of, you know, that's one of the advantageous things about it is that, you know, it's all right. I, d I feel like you're in the same kind of boat and I feel people kind of, because I've, I've like, again, I wish I was a bit more sociable on Instagram, but it's not quite me as a person, as opposed to being socially, you know, in person. But um, it's good to kind of mention, I have mentioned a few people you know, every so often on my feed and whatnot. And, um, you know, it's kind of good and they'll shout you out and it kind of means a bit more, I feel. I feel like if you're big, your name probably gets thrown around much more, but I don't know how much weight that carries. I feel mm. like when you're a small thing, there's a bit more of a kind of smaller community at times. I don't know what your feeling is <laughs> or how you would, how would you say? Yeah, um, I definitely agree when you have, fewer followers it's definitely easier to keep up with the people liking commenting and messaging you saying that they enjoy your work um and it feels um more sincere i would say when yeah. you have that one person who decided to be like oh my gosh this painting's so good or whatever they say like it feels better because when you have thousands of people commenting like beautiful great or like fire emojis it's like yeah th thanks for like checking it out like i appreciate it but like it, it feels less genuine which maybe it's probably not like they probably actually do like it but like i don't know it just feels better when there's just one or two people honestly um and then on top of that i would say having fewer eyes on your paintings you brought it up a little bit too um there's not as much judgment. So you, you kind of have the ability to figure out who you are as a painter or just an artist in general, and you can try new things and not really hesitate with posting what you're making because yeah. no one's really coming at you being like, this sucks. Like, don't do that ever again. <laughs> uh, so 
maybe fewer people will like it, but like, who cares? You're still figuring it out. And then once you do get to a point where you have all those followers, you'll be proud of what you're putting out. You'll know that it is good. And then more people can see that good stuff. That's how I think of it. Yeah, I guess, you know, it's a good place to kind of start. And I think going back to it, like when I've even like followed some people, I've seen them through like, you know, smaller numbers and they kind of got a bit bigger. But it's also like the development, like I've like followed some like smaller accounts that were kind of starting off around, you know, my time, even like yourself included. And like, it's good to see not just your development, but other people's development over that time. And it's easy to kind of keep track. I feel like, I don't know, I don't quite see it as much as these big ones because you're probably right there at such a competent level or, you know, they know, they've honed in their style and they kind of just do the same kind of thing. But I feel like when you see, like, new artist stuff, you can say maybe be a bit more experimental, but you can kind of see more growth in their work, especially, like you say, like younger artists. And I guess, I'm guessing they're younger, like, just by when I'm on Instagram, I don't know if I, like it said, it's quite hard to kind of judge someone, but I've seen some people and it seems, I guess, quite basic, but then it gets quite good and you can kind of see that improvement. And that's why I quite like looking at a range of artists. I look at big names that are obviously, some are more competent and then some not quite, but they're kind of getting there. But then it's a weird place as well, because I do find with uh, Instagram is you'll get some artists that are actually really good, but they they might only have like a few hundred followers isn't it and you're like when you compare to other people you're like how have they not got more <laughs> like <laughs> and i guess it's like down to like the algorithm how much you post and that and you know but it's quite hard to keep on i think to be consistent and to kind of um always be focused i think for myself as well there have been times where i've kind of been like down to do certain work or work on things and other times it's been quite quiet or being like you know i've been busy working so i'm not really I don't know if I've got time to do anything right now or like like I said like I had I think also going through I feel like I could have progressed more but because I've um because I have traveled a bit my I just kind of focused on the actual travel I didn't really I think one time I brought like a little sketchbook but not really much I, <laughs> I don't want to carry too much around I've got a fear of like losing too much stuff <laughs> when I've got to travel around so I kind of <laughs> want to travel light so I don't want to bring out loads of like pencils or like I wouldn't I didn't want to bring out a tablet or computer. I was so scared of losing something like that. So you know, I was more kind of focused, focused on that. And when it came to travel, it was more like photography. Like I, you know, I've got a like a SLR camera and you know, I started taking more being more into like photography rather than like drawing and stuff, you know. And sometimes you just want to see one thing or the other. You're not really too keen of sitting down long and drawing something out. <laughs> So, yeah, I feel like there's been times in my life where I've been focusing on other things that I haven't, so I've kind of been a bit up and down. I feel like a lot of these people, you know, you just have to kind of be quite focused and quite into at times to kind of put a lot of stuff out there. But then, you know, it's quite nice. Like I was saying, when you follow small accounts, I've noticed some people that don't post as much, but when they do, it's quite good to kind of see that. And yeah, just, um, I guess, yeah, just see how other people are doing. I think it's hard because in general life, you know, you don't, like, you don't really kind of go up to someone and say, oh, I heard you're an artist, you, if you've never met me. You know, you could be walking past someone, but you wouldn't know what their talents are or some people might be too shy to see it. You know, on Instagram is a platform where people can share that. 
but in the out in the real world it's quite hard to know who's who and what people are doing like you could be working with someone and they're like oh yeah i play i play the guitar oh can you play a bit oh maybe not quite now and they might be quite good but you you don't know yeah and it's the same with artists like we're probably people about are quite artistic you know but some people are quite modest or some people you just don't know it's hard to kind of not like people walk around with their sketchbook <laughs> and then you can just stop them and have a browse and see yeah what they're doing so yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so last uh bigger question what um what advice would you give to someone who's either just starting out or someone who is hesitant to start out for whatever reason in art um like i was saying i wish i had a bit more of a like sometimes focus and like drive i think so knowing what you want to do i think it's also quite good to cry obviously study the fundamentals like i think for me i kind of put off drawing people and i remember even at school we did have some life drawing but at the time like i was a teenager i i didn't really want to <laughs> i didn't really have too much interest <laughs> in it at the moment i felt a bit weird like when we saw like you'll basically have nude models come in and then you, you're just a bit shy and you're a kid you don't really know where to look <laughs> you're like you know as an adult I wouldn't mind doing it now because I could, could have kind of appreciate the art and someone stand that long and try and understand it but when you're young it's hard to kind of know and I'm like I'm not really into drawing people I don't really and I remember actually like skipping a few of those lessons I was like I don't really want to go in I don't want to draw an old man <laughs> like <laughs> naked so <laughs> I'll, I'll skip that lesson but I think looking back on it you know it's quite you know it's quite important to kind of do those things and I think like I said like earlier it's like when you have a community or wants to do kind of find other people that are artistic I think it really helps you you know like you said personally that you're having someone teach you water watercolor and I think once you've got someone there with you then it kind of helps you and it kind of pushes you forward so I think my advice is yeah obviously learn the fundamentals and kind of like but also be inquisitive like draw anything like I think nowadays there's so much um you can find references on google images you can find lessons on youtube of how to draw certain things so just don't put too much pressure on yourself and just explore and like i would say like you were saying as well i was gonna say like, I, I took a while to kind of post my stuff on instagram and even when like you know it came out i wasn't really into that technology and i think i was in the same thing that you're, you're a bit nervous you don't want to put your work out there you think people are going to judge it and whatnot but i mean you don't know until you try and like you know you're not necessarily like you might take off big you might be better than you think but you might not be as good as you think you are but at least you kind of have some kind of following people can give you some feedback and you're putting your work out there i mean sometimes it's just important to have that confidence and put your work out there but also just to meet other people and kind of like i mean there are resources like we're having this conversation now is to actually meet other people and to learn from them so i would say surround yourself with people like-minded and if you if you go to like an art school or or any kind of school find people that you know do the same kind of hobbies as you in terms of artists like they might like doing watercolor or not you know learn learn from other people um but yeah just learn the fundamentals be quite focused as well 
and I'd be like, all right, I'm going to do this. <laughs> and then just kind of like push yourself forward. It's like sometimes when it comes to me and, I, and what I found when I was learning to snowboard is like you start on a nursery slope and you're trying to get your head around it and you keep falling over. But once you're able to get down the fundamentals of just being a board, which is like, oh, then you can take your places and you can go further afield. You got like the biggest slopes. And I think it's the same with art, really. Once you learn certain things or certain techniques, and you're always, you're always going to be learning. So like you were saying about making mistakes, don't be afraid to make mistakes. Everyone makes mistakes, but just learn from your mistakes. And that's a good thing. Go back to your old work. And that's another reason why Instagram is quite good because you can see your old posts. There's a record of it and it's all in one place. So you can just scroll down. You can see your journey. And that's the thing. It's always going to be a journey. Like, don't ever think, oh, I'm not good enough or, oh, it's too late or whatever. Like, there's always some growth. As long as you're willing to put in to it, you'll get out. So, yeah, just kind of, um, yeah, just, ha and obviously have fun with it. Like, I think that's the thing. It's always quite hard to kind of get started on the piece. But once you're in a certain place that you're happy with it, then it's, you can start having fun. Like, it's just like, what I found, I did a series on birds recently and I, and it was just a case of doing one or two paintings. And then once you kind of get down to certain things, you're like, oh, I learned a little bit there or that technique I can use. And then I think there was a piece like about halfway through my was like, I've got over toucan that things started to come together and I actually started having fun with it. And it was a piece that I started a while back and I only did bits of it. And then I kind of came back to it you know and that's the good thing as well you don't be afraid to kind of like leave a painting half on half half finished <laughs> like not finished like you can work on something else and that's a good thing about as long as you're flexible work on something else learn a bit there, and then go back to it and then you might be in a better place for it and then you can kind of have fun once you're a bit comfortable you can experiment and i think that's another thing with digital art you have more freedom to experiment because you get certain things like layers and certain things layers you can do on top of each other and kind of effects you can do and things with color like the good thing about you can change the color so easily on photoshop so you're like oh that kind of works and you can change the tone or make it a little bit darker and it gives you that freedom to kind of play with um tonal differences color differences and then you can kind of have fun don't put too much pressure on yourself just enjoy the process and learn from it i think <laughs> perfect yeah couldn't have said it better myself <laughs> so <laughs> do you want to just run through quick where people can find you on all social media and like the sites where you sell prints and stuff and then i'll put all them in the uh description below anyways but just so people can hear it now yeah so um you follow me on instagram under kjo um underscore arts and that's got a link to uh it's got a link to one of my other accounts which is um George the, George the Giraffe World Travels which was that's another thing you say one of my goals like I had this like kind of character it was a giraffe who likes to travel like myself and it's actually based on this model when I'm around Australia I took this giraffe with me it's like a little a little giraffe <laughs> <laughs> to these like landmarks <laughs> and um, I wanted to create this character that basically travels around as well so I've done a little things on that that's something that I should really push for a bit more and so that's on the, once you go on the KJO Arts there's a link to that and there's also a link to 
uh, my website, which is www.drome.com. So I think that's pretty much me on <laughs> the internet. So you can find it all on. If you want to find my Instagram handle, you're pretty much there. <laughs> I think that's everything I got on there. So yeah. Um, also on my website has a link to my Redbubble and Society6 if you wanted to check it out. And then hopefully in the future, I do want to get an Etsy and try some kind of more, uh, I'd be more print-based, I think. So like since then, I, since the shop, I have done a lot more kind of um, paintings and digital paintings and whatnot. That I kind of want to make into prints, um, such as a bird series. So yeah, there's a lot of work on it. I've got 356 posts but it goes all the way back to secondary school. I didn't post them in <laughs> secondary school. I just decided to post all my work up there yeah, just to yeah. kind of see what the response was. Like I was saying earlier, like just post your work up there and see what response you get. And some of that stuff was like, even though it was old and I knew maybe it wasn't as technically as good as I am now, like I still got like some good positive feedback and some people liked it. So I think it's always worth, you know, I think don't be afraid. Don't be worried about what other people think too much. Um, and just kind of go with the flow and it's funny like you're saying i did get um quite a while back some negative remarks and i was like okay most people are like oh that's quite nice whatever and one of them was like oh i don't really like it or something and i was like <laughs> i just wrote something back like oh that's all right like if not you're not gonna like everything that's okay um, I'm sure I can do better. It was like I put a positive yeah. spin on it. And it's funny though, because then I got a message back saying, Oh, I didn't really mean that. And I think people <laughs> would just try and be mean just to try and get a reaction out of you. But because yeah. I hit him back with like a positive response, like, Oh yeah, I guess I made a mistake. It's not perfect, but I will <laughs> learn. And and then they just like, oh sorry. And I think that's the thing. Like, don't when you do put your work out there, like even if you do get next things, just put a positive spin on it. And some people are just trying to maybe troll for a reaction. Yeah. And just be wary that your work's, some of your work's not going to be great. Like some of my work's not great, but as long as you're willing to improve and you can take on like um, some feedback, because there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with like negative feedback if people are willing to help. Like if someone saw a painting and said, oh, the proportions aren't quite there, they're not necessarily trying to be mean. They're just, right. you know, they're seeing it from a keener eye and, you know, maybe they're just trying to help. And that's another thing I noticed that some Instagrams doing YouTube where they, they go on people's artwork and they try and fix it and they give them pointers of how to make it better. And that's also quite good because if you can notice the same mistakes, it means that you're kind of learning something as well. But yeah, I mean, just try it. I think as long as you're in a, like, a positive space as well. You know, people most... Go with the attitude that most people are willing to help. Some people are going to be negative. Some people might be a bit mean, but I mean... Yeah, just don't pay attention. I mean, just pay attention to the people that are trying to help you. Yeah. And that's the same with like life. Like, ignore the haters. <laughs> like, you know, unless they're going to offer something that can make you make you better, then, you know. Yeah, um, yeah so, yeah, KJ underscore arts. I'm sure I'll, I'll send you, uh, well, you you know, obviously know my handle on Instagram. Yeah. So yeah, you can link it. Yep. Yeah, uh, I'll put all yeah. those down below. Yeah. All right, perfect. Well, Thanks so much for being on the show and thanks for everyone listening. Hope you enjoy. Definitely check out Jerome's page. His shit's awesome. I love it. <laughs> um, and look forward to uh, some more artists and musicians and people coming on very soon. Peace <laughs> out and good luck, everybody.